Welcome to the Western North London Podcast. I'm Caleb, and this week Tim is out, so I'm working on this episode solo. But uh, I'm going to try to wrap up the last game for you and kind of talk about the state of things, because it's a little bit weird in the world right now, and soccer has certainly been affected left and right, um, even as I sat down to record this. Uh, some more, more things coming in that have me concerned about the state of soccer right now, so we'll, we'll talk about all that in just a minute. Uh, but first, I want to circle back to the West Ham game over the weekend. Um, they, man, that was not the best Arsenal performance we have seen under Arteta. And I think if you watched the replay and didn't know who was on the sideline coaching that team, you would have thought it might have been a, a, a game from the Emery era. Looked a little bit lackluster, looked a little disorganized, but the thing that did that, that was definitely different was that the team figured out how to win, um, even when it wasn't pretty. They didn't didn't look like they were going to crumble at any point in that game. They had some, West Ham had, certainly had a couple shots that um, uh, shot that bounced off the post in the first or second minute of the game, and then there's a couple great saves by Leno to keep the team in the game, but ultimately it was Arsenal that that came out ahead, and it took them until well into the second half to really uh, put some shots on goal that uh, were actually threatening. But uh, it wasn't for lack of trying; just it seemed like they the passes were loose, the team just seemed a little lethargic. They they. We're not shifting gear and putting the pressure on West Ham until until that second half really started. Um, the player that really stood out to me that wasn't really playing up to their potential, or at least the uh, the level that I've come to expect under Arteta, was was Granit Xhaka. Uh, he was just not not his usual self. Uh, definitely playing down a level and had a lot of stray passes and just, just looked a little slow on the ball. And that, that sort of was something common through the whole team. So I won't say it's just Jaka, but he stood out to me definitely as somebody that just wasn't having the best game. Um, it was the Premier League debut of Pablo Mari uh, at playing on the left, left-hand side in the center back position. Um, he looked all right. You know, I think he, he definitely had a couple moments where he got burned. Uh, he, he went, uh, went to ground for a ball and missed it and got kind of torched on that, that particular play that I'm thinking of. But it was a good reminder, I think for him that he's got a lot of things to learn about the physicality and speed of the league and, Whatever he had done at Flamengo was uh, great there, but he's still got a ways to go when it comes to the Premier League. So we'll see how he shapes up, how much play he's going to get. Um, he's definitely going to have to uh, fight for a spot, but Mustafi was out with an injury. Uh, we seem to have the injury bug in the, that back line. So um, right now it seems like Socrates has the right back spot held down until we can get Bellerin back in. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles is nowhere to be seen. So 
It seems like Bellerin's been dealing with some sort of niggling injury, so that's maybe why we haven't seen the best out of him in the last few few games that he has played. But uh, Socrates has played the last couple in that position, and um, he's done all right. You know, I did, was surprised to see him in this game and that pos- in that position again, but um, it definitely he he does well defensively. He doesn't get up and down the field like you would would hope from that position, and it leaves that that right hand side a little bit uh, um, immobile. But Pepe certainly gets up and down. He just doesn't have anybody to overlap with. Um, so I think he, his, his game is a little one dimensional when he doesn't have somebody to play off of on that side. Um, that's not to say that Socrates doesn't get up a little bit if, if the, um, if the team allows him to get up and he's able to put in some crosses and passes from that position. So I think it's an okay temporary position, but I'd, I'd love to see, um, Bellerin come back or, you know, even Cedric Soros, who has, coming to full fitness, so maybe he could put some time in that position as well, as long as Bellerin's still fighting his way back from what's really become a long-term injury. Um, I think this is still an extension of the ACL injury that he had, and of course a lot of these players, and we've seen it with Rob Holding as well, It's it's you might be back on the field within a year, but the likelihood is that you're going to be there sporadically. Um Fighting your, fighting to get your fitness back, fighting to stave off additional injuries. Um, it seems like usually the hamstrings, the knees, the ankles. There's other other parts of the body that seem to suffer when you're trying to get your um, get your body back into shape after a, an ACL injury. So we've we've definitely seen that with Bellerin now and and. It's sad to to see that, but at the same time, I think he's. It's almost a good thing that there's this injury, because <laughs> otherwise he's looked pretty poor, and um, I'd hate to think that he lost a, a step or his game is is still out of reach. I think he's he's got time. Um, hopefully, he can have a some impact in the rest of this season. But if not, he's got an off season to rebound a little bit more and come back at full strength next next season but we'll see how that shakes out um the one the one goal that arsenal was able to muster in this game came from lacazette of all people uh who has been quietly making his comeback i wouldn't say he's come roaring back by any means but um he's had a couple game winners lately and this was um you know, <laughs> it it was teed up for him. It was it was a it was a nice shot for sure. It wasn't like uh, a cheap goal by any means. Uh, kind of pinged around a little bit, got put up for Ozil, who headed it across. Of course, rather than putting a shot on goal, he set up Lacazette right across the face of goal, and Lacazette was able to uh, volley it in. But of course, as soon as that happened, the the flag goes up. And it went to a, a VAR review. Um, and, you know, looking, it was, it was just what you've come to expect from VAR and, and Arsenal for some reason. Um, just trying every little thing to make it seem like it was offside. You know, drawing the lines across the field, doing the vertical line across the legs to see if it 
lined up with the last defender. Um, I think if you were to just glance, and, and that's all we really should be going off of is what the first look is, because that's all you would have on the field. You don't have lines to draw and all these other little tools that you can superimpose on the players to see if they're offside or not. If you can't tell by just looking at it with your naked eye, and the video review should give you plenty of opportunities to look at it from multiple angles, but the idea that they're putting on overlaying grids and things, it just seems ridiculous the amount that they have to go through to decide whether a goal should stand or not. It didn't used to take that long to decide whether someone was offside. I don't think it should at this point either. Um, especially without, again, I, I think we've talked on this plenty already, but the idea that the, the head referee doesn't even take a look at this and is just relying on the booth um, to do these ridiculous calculations on their end, it's just, it just attracts from the game. And it's unfortunate that it's, it comes to that more often than not. I think these referees should be more involved and there should be less math and, you know, tools overlaid on top of these plays to just decide if there's an offside call that needs to be made. But regardless of all that, the goal did stand. And so Ozil got the assist, Lacazette got the goal, and that was all there was to it. It was a 1-0 game and, uh, you know, 1-0 to the Arsenal. We'll take that. We'll, we'll, we'll take the clean sheet and uh, we'll stay in the, the hunt for now. One thing that was asked of Arteta after the game um, was if he thought, felt like the team was, was lucky to get that, that goal, that win. And uh, the thing that he brought up was that big teams find a way to win. And I hope that that's a mentality that's, that catches on with the team right now. I think that's the sort of belief you have to have as you make a run to the end of the season. Um, we've moved up to ninth place. We've got a game in hand. We are five points off of Man United in fifth place currently. Um, we've got some games with teams ahead of us. So there's opportunities there to, to steal points and get that six-point swing. So I think I'm, I, 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 you got to take it one game at a time. And so it's hard to get super excited sitting in ninth place, but there, there's certainly some spots that we can move up. Um, I don't see ending the, the, the season in ninth place. I think we'll definitely move up a couple spots at least, but... Who knows? A lot can change. And a lot is changing right now. Um, I recorded the podcast today because I thought we'd be having a game today. And unfortunately, last night, the um, game against Man City today was called off due to coronavirus scares. Um, the owner of Olympiacos in Nottingham Forest uh, has tested positive for a coronavirus, so that meant that several players who met that that owner after the Olympiacos game, uh, we were were placed in isolation as a precautionary measure. Nobody's tested positive for anything yet, but um, you know, better to be safe than sorry at this point. 
So that game has been called off for, for now and will be replayed at some later date. Who knows? Probably the most inconvenient time they will sneak that, that Man City game in again. Um, the hope is that the team can get to the Brighton game this weekend, but as I was reading before recording tonight, uh, it sounds like according to the UK government uh advisories that they've put into place now uh if premier league games are going to be played they're going to be behind closed doors so part of me thinks that won't last long either but we'll see um i'd be grateful to have any soccer right now it was good to see some champions league games being played today it was interesting to see liverpool with a full stadium Whereas the PSG and Borussia Dortmund game was played in an empty stadium. I think um, there was another game yesterday that was also played in an empty empty arena. And it's it's a weird, weird thing. And it's definitely going to affect soccer across the globe. Right now they've talked about, I believe they're going to be postponing the Euros for a year until next summer. Um the Olympics are continuing to go, but who knows how long that'll last. The um, MLS game that the MLS game that the Sounders were going to play here in Seattle has been postponed, um, and who knows what other MLS games are going to be affected. So everywhere you look, soccer, soccer is a very global sport, and it's probably going to be the most affected sport so far. Um, but it's not just not just the the teams that are being affected. There's players that have tested positive for this. I think uh, Juventus had a uh, a player test positive. There's been other players tested, and I'm sure with the way these locker rooms are set up, it's only a matter of time um, before other players start coming down with it and it starts to spread throughout teams. So I don't imagine this is going to continue very long. Um, even behind closed doors, I think it's there's just too much too many players and staff that are in close co- uh, close quarters that leave themselves exposed and um, I'm, even with everybody in good health, it's just not worth taking the risk. So I imagine that the teams are, are going to be a little bit wary going forward as players start coming down with the the virus. So even though a lot of people are working from home and I'm bummed that there's not uh, a huge amount of soccer to watch. Uh, I think it's probably for the best that everybody plays it safe so that once once we're over the hump on this thing and we can um, safely get people into stadiums or at least safely get teams back on the field that, you know, then it'll seem like it was worth it um, when everybody's uh, rode this thing out a little bit longer. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how this all plays out. It's, it's very strange right now. It's strange here in Seattle. I've been working from home. Um, and I think that it's starting to trickle out into the rest of this country. And I'm certain that uh, any of our listeners that are outside of the U S I've already started to feel it. Um, so it's real, it's happening. It's going to affect you in weird ways until, you know somebody that has it or until you catch it. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen for everybody, but hopefully everybody stays safe, stays clean, and we can move forward beyond this. And, it, you know, we'll look back on this as like a weird part of our lives that, that, you know, that year that we didn't have a vaccine that caught us off guard. 
But as it stands now, we do have a game this weekend, so we'll continue on as if that's that's going to be the case. Uh, we do have Brighton on Saturday, and right now we've got a fairly healthy team. Unfortunately, it's looking like Lucas Torreira is going to be out of the team for the rest of the this season. Maybe he could come back, but it's that would be a very long shot um, after a broken ankle. Um Suarez is supposedly back, uh, or I shouldn't say back, is into the team now. He hasn't uh, played or suited up for the team yet, but supposedly he's healthy enough to be in full practice. And uh, Kieran Tierney is finally fully fit. So we'll see if uh, we, we see some rotation on the back line with those players available. And, you know, we're looking at a Brighton team that's currently sitting in where are these guys these guys are in 15th place so they're currently trying to stay out of the relegation zone um i don't think that it should be uh, a huge threat to arsenal right now but you just <laughs> these are trap games these are the the games that we've seen arsenal fall apart bef- uh, fall apart in before that's hopefully a thing of the past and hopefully the mentality of the team is strong and um, there's not a lot of distraction from what's going on in the rest of the world Um, we shall see Uh, it's based on the last game it's hard to say what 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 Arsenal team is going to show up hopefully Arteta can get this team um, coming out of the gates a little bit hotter a little bit more intense and really take it to Brighton who they should be able to dominate but um, we have seen this Arsenal team play down to other teams like this. So hopefully they can go in with confidence and play like the big team that at least Arteta believes that they are. And hopefully he's convinced the rest of the team that that's the case. Um, we will find out if that game actually happens. We've got a couple days until um, any decisions are final. So if it's behind closed doors or whatever it ends up being, we'll just keep our fingers crossed at this point. And uh, like I said, uh, it's it's a little strange right now, but we're, we'll keep we'll keep podcasting. We'll keep bringing you our, our weekly assessment. Hopefully, I can get Tim back on on for the next episode, and um, we'll keep going from there. I think I'll wrap it up there for this week. I want to thank our friends Vise for letting us use their music in our podcast every week. Uh, you can find their debut album Light Lost on any streaming service that you like to use. And I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me this week. And if you have not subscribed yet to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple, iTunes, I don't know if that's iTunes anymore. No. Apple Podcasts, let's try that. Uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you may listen to us. Leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends. It would be a huge help to us. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, the two best ways to do that so far are going to be our email, which is westofnorthlondon at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at W of N London. You can follow us there for random thoughts during games, random thoughts in between games, and of course we will tweet you whenever a new episode is out. So 
Hit us up with questions, comments, anything that you might have on your mind about Arsenal. We'd love to hear from you. And like I said, tell your friends. We'd love to get this podcast out to even more people. And especially people who have lots of time on their hands because they're not going into the office. So get the word out there and hopefully we can grow this podcast a little bit more. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you at the next gun show.